Good morning. Today's daf is daf Nun Vav, the last daf of Masecha Sukkah. Um, so yesterday we just finished the mission at the bottom of Nun Hayam with Bayes, 55b. Um, in short, the important, the information that we're going to be continuing with, that we, that we need to go on, is that in general, each week, one, a different one of the 24 Mishmaras served. Obviously, you could almost say the Mishmaras, they, they had their own names, but they were labeled 1 to 24, and it was a cycle rotating each week. A different Mishmar would do the Avoida in the Beis Amigdash. They had full rights to do the Avoida, and all the hards and the meat and etc. they received. We also mentioned that on the Sholosh Regalim, all the Mishmaros served. All 24 groups um, joined together to do the Avoida for, that, for the festival. Um, then we clarified, however, the, still the Mishmar whose week it was got to do all the regular sacrifices like the Timidim, the daily offerings, and any Korban that a person would have brought regardless of the festival, they also, only the ones whose Mishmar it is, get to offer that and share in the gifts, the hards or the, or the meat of the Korban, etc. So if someone took a Neder to bring a Korban Ola, and then on Sukkot they decide that's when they're going to bring their Korban Ola, that hard would go to the Kohanim of that Mishmar. However, if someone said, oh, when we go up to the Beis HaMikdash, it's an obligation to bring Oilos Re'iyah, burnt offerings when you appear before Hashem in the Temple, so that's a result of the festival. So there, any all the Mishmaros would have the opportunity to offer that korban and um, to offer that korban and um, reap the rewards, get the benefit from it. Um, the the matonos, the gifts that they get from that korban. Yeah. Now the one difference we said was the lechem upon him. We said the lechem upon him. Everyone gets to split. Okay, let's go on and let's go on to the Gemara towards the uh, uh, fifth last line of Nun Hayam and Beis. And the first thing is he points, the first thing the Gemara is going to ask is one of the things we said regarding the festivals, all the Mishmoros receive are equal in dividing the Emure Haragolim. The Emurim of the Regolim. Emurim generally refers to the fats and the part of the animal that are burnt on the Mizbah. So the Gemara asks, It says, What do you mean that they get the Emurim of the Regolim? They belong to Hashem. They're burnt on the Mizbah. They don't get, the Kohanim don't get them. So Amr Rav Chizda answered, he says, No, Masha Amur Regolim. Regarding what is said for the Regolim. All the Korbonos that are offered because of the Regolim, that's what they get then. So it's not a murim of the regolim. It's what is said regarding the regolim. So obviously if it's the oiler, they will just get the heart. If it's chagigas, shalmei, um, zivchei, shalmei, simcha, etc. Then they would be getting meat as well. How do we know that all the mishmoros share the, what is said, the korbanos of the festival? So it says, Talmud Loimar. The Torah says, Uvo v'kolabas nafsho, etc. V'shores. A kohen can come whenever he desires and do the service there. Aye, when a kohen comes to the Beis Amigdash to bring a korban, he can offer it and he can eat it. Um, yeah, I should point out, 
tied into this is the ones who can or the ones who do offer the korban or the ones who get to eat it. But so, so a, an individual coin can always offer his um, serve, do his korbanas. But so yochel af can you might say that that applies the whole year. Hi, any mishmar can offer any korbanos and receive the rewards throughout the year. There's no, this that all the Mishmoras can serve in the base of Middash is only when it's tied to this concept of from one of your gates, I when all of Bnei Israel gather in one gate, when all of Bnei Israel gather in Yerushalayim for the festival. That's when all the Mishmoras serve. But at all other times of the year, only one Mishmar would be serving each week and only a, and and of and then besides for the exception for an individual coin bringing his individual offering that mishmar would do all the all the avoida of that week and then we mentioned except for dividing the lechem upon him so toner upon him um, how do we know that on yom tov all the Mishmoros, all 24 groups, split the Lechem up, divide the Lechem upon him amongst themselves. Again, you, we would have thought that the Lechem upon him are more like a regular Korban, that only the, the Kohanim whose Mishmar to serve that week should get them. So why on a festival do all Kohanim get Lechem upon him? So it says, Talmud Lomar, Chelek, Kechelek, Yochelu. Each one like its share shall eat it. Kechelek, avoided. Just as they split up the avoider, or whoever has a share in doing the avoider, I all twenty four mishmoros because we're discussing yomtiv. Kach chalak chalak hachila. So too they split up eating the. So too they divide what can be eaten. So now goes oh my chila. What are we referring to when we say they split what can be eaten? So it says ilay mekorbanos mehosam nafka. If you want to say maybe it's referring to the korbanos, well, that we learn from elsewhere. It says, The coin who offers it, he shall receive it. Aye, so when all 24 mishmoros are doing the avoida, then all 24 avoida, uh, mishmoros can eat from it. So So you might have thought, oh, that includes every single korban, even ones that are not brought because of the regal. That all the Mishmaras can eat them. Talmud Lomar, Levad mi Mochrov al Ha'avos, except for what was sold or the deal performed by his ancestors. Ma Mochra Avos Zelase, Ani Beshabbos Vatob What I, what the forefathers sold to, the rights that the forefathers sold to each other, or that your ancestors sold to each other, that's what I get on my Shabbos. And you get on your Shabbos. I, I get on my week, and you get on your week. So again, it's it's the drosha, but for the street age. Firstly, the lechem upon him was different because the pasuk comes and includes it from the words um, You shall eat it, and then so that includes eating the splitting of the lechem upon him. And you might have thought that, however, everything else depends if it fell under the general deal. I, that the different 24 groups of Kohanim had. That this Kohen serves on this week and that Kohen serves on that week. That's the deal that they have. That's excluded from this general um, principle that, in, that any Kohen can do the avoider, even though all the Kohanim are doing the avoider on the Shalosh Rekolim. Now, just Tosos point out an interesting thing. 
So how come it's so it's specifically with dividing the lechem upon him? It's on the previous page, but the first line says dafka bechiluka shavin. Specifically with splitting, dividing the lechem upon him. Aval siluka v'sidura. However, setting it up, it, removing it, and arranging it, haktoras habazichin, and burning the lechem upon him, the mishmar hakavua that goes to the fixed mishmar. I the lechem upon him. Besides for eat, dividing it and eating it. There was also the avoider of putting, taking it off from the table, putting the new loaves on the table, burning the bezikin. So that all goes to the regular kohanim. And if you just skip a line, and it says the Hainu time, and the reason is mishum de begamora marbina lechelik echelik yochelu. In they share, they divide with what they eat. Mashma laachila rabbi rachmana velola avoider. It's specifically for eating. I, sorry, specifically regarding eating is what we're including in the division. So interesting, again, you might have thought that it's the whole avoid of the lechem upon him, that any kohen from any mishmar, again, Shabbos Cholamoid, you might have thought that, Shabbos Cholamoid Sukkot, you might have thought that any kohen who wants can come and put the lechem upon him on the shulchan, as we see the lechem upon him are included, and Tosos point out that no, it's specifically the eating of the lechem upon him that they that they are able to, that they divide, that any of that all of the twenty-four groups get a share. Um, yeah, and then he also points out why should lechem upon him be slightly different to all other offerings? I mean, we said anything else, the regular daily offering, the regular Shabbos offering, etc., the Tamidin, they. Only go to that mishmar. So why is the lechem aponim different? Because the primary avoid of the lechem aponim, putting it on the shulchan, was actually done last week. And this week, now Shabbos Cholamoid, is when they come to divide it. So yeah, it is part of the avoider, but that, it's the primary avoider was done last week, so it's a little bit different. Okay, then we mentioned Ba'atzeris, Oymelo, Helech, etc. This is a line in the Mishnah where we said, on Shvus, you divide the lechem aponim amongst them. And you divide the shtei halechem amongst them, amongst the kohanim. Now we're going to go into a totally different discussion, but it's going to bring this phrase from our Mishnah to try to resolve the issue. So the question that the Gemara is going to go into is, Bakidish on first night sukkahs, do you say shechianu, or do you say leishev basukkah first? Right, so you're saying Kiddish first night sukkahs, you get to the end of Kiddush. We know on a regular, like on a regular Lomtov, we say Sheikh Yanu, And also, since you're sitting in the Sukkah, you now say Leishayba Sukkah. Which one do you say first? That's the question. Itmar, Rav Omar Sukkah, Rav says you first say the Brocha Leishayba Sukkah, and only afterwards, Zman, only afterwards Sheikh Yanu. So again, you're saying the whole Kiddush and then just these last two brachas at the end is specifically what we're discussing. Rabbi Archana Omar Zman Vachaka Sukkah. Rabbi Bar Barachana says, no, you first say Zman, Sheikh Yanu, and then Sukkah. Now Rav Omar Sukkah Vachaka Zman Chiyuva Diyoma Adiv. Rav says the reason you say the brach on the Sukkah first, Aylei Sheikh Basukkah, before saying Sheikh Yanu, is because the obligation of the day is more significant. And then he says, Rabbi Babar Chana Omar, Zman Vaachaka Sukkah, Todi Vashaino, Todi Tori Kodim. 
Rabbi Barbar Khan says, no, you first say Sheikh Yanu and then you say the bracha on the sukkah because when you have a choice between a bracha that is more frequent and one that is less frequent, you say what is more frequent first. Tadir v'sha'ino tadir, tadir koidem. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the general principle. How often do you say Sheikh Yanu? Only on Yom Tov. How do you, how, I'm sorry, how often do you say Sheikh Yanu? Every Yom Tov. And at other special occasions as well, you say Sheikh Yanu. Whereas, Leishay Basukah, you only say on Sukkahs. So, so therefore, um, so that's why Rabbi Archana says we have the general principle, Todir Koidem, whereas Rav says no, Chiyuva de Yuma, Odif, the Brocha of that day is more important. Just interesting, I was thinking, on Sukkot you can actually end up saying Leishay Basukkah many, many times. Let's say you go in your Sukkah first night Sukkot and you eat, and then you go back and then you finish your supper and you go back inside and you plan on sleeping and then something happens and you decide to go back and add some more food in your Sukkot. So you say another Leishay Basukkah. If you're going into your Sukkah at multiple points during the day, you're saying Leishay Basukkah many times. So actually the Gomorrah in... Uh, Zvachim makes a distinction. I don't know how to translate a good translation, but Todir and Motsui. Todir, I think, what is more regular and frequent, and Motsui would be just more common. I Todir is where there's a set time to do a set thing. So the Todir time for Lesheva Sukkah is over Sukkot. It might be Motsui, it might be more common that you end up saying it more often, but not as a set thing. Whereas the Brocha Sheikh Yanu is more todir because you say it at more set intervals throughout the year. Okay, but let's just, so now we're going to suggest what Rav and Rav Achabar, Rabbi Barbarchana's Machloikes is based on. It says, Lema Rabbi Barbarchana Pepluks, the Bey Shamo, Bey Silokam Afligi, maybe let's suggest that Rabbi Archana are having the same Machloikes as Bey Shamo and Bey Silo. The Tonara Bonon, Dvorim Shebein Bey Shamo, Bey Silo Basuda, when the Brysa was teaching differences, I halach machloikes be shamen be silel in regards to the meal. I saw all halachas to do with the meal. Elsewhere in Maseches Brochas, primarily it discusses a whole lot of differences where they had where they argued about certain procedures. But we're just going to mention the one in regarding the order of kiddush. Kiddush on Friday night, the same on a festival, but Friday night we're more familiar with. So let's just focus on that one. Kiddush on a Friday night is made up of two brochas: the brocha of borei priyagofen. And the brocha of Kiddush. So, the, yeah, the brocha of Kiddush. That's introductory. That's not the essential part of Kiddush. The essential part of Kiddush is the Borei Priyakofen and the actual brocha of Kiddush. So it's Machloikes Beishama Yisilo. Beishama Oymri Mavarech Alayom Vachakach Mavarech Alayayin. Beishama say you first say the Brocha Alayom, either actual Kiddush, and then Borei Priyakofen. Ubeishil Oymri Mavarech Alayayin Vachakach Mavarech Alayom. And Beishila will say you first say the Brocha on wine, and then you say the Brocha on the day I Kiddush. Beishama Oymri Mavarech Alayom Vachakach Mavarech Alayayin. Beishama give two reasons why you should first say the Brocha on the day and then on the wine. Firstly, Shehayom Goyren. The day causes is the reason you bring in the wine. Rashi explains, if not for the fact that it was Shabbos or Yom Tov, you would not be bringing out your wine right, right before you start your meal. You'd wait till you into your meal to bring out your wine. So it's the day, it's the fact that it's Shabbos and Yom Tov that 
is the reason you're bringing out the wine now. Therefore, you should say the brach on Shabbos and Yom Tov, the Kiddush, before you say the brach on the wine, the Borei Priyakofin. That's the first reason. And the second reason, And secondly, if you follow the natural order, is Shabbos comes in, and only later do you sit down to eat. So, so to you, you should say the brocha on the on Shabbos, the Kiddush, and then the brocha on the wine. So that's the two reasons for Beishama. Beishil, Omrim, Beishil, I'll give their reason. It says, Why did you first say the brocha on wine and then on the day? Wine is what triggers Kiddush. If not for the, if not for wine, and some, ex- it's a hard one because you can't, the, the big question on this, well, yeah, wine, if not for wine, you wouldn't be saying Kiddush. Which is hard to understand because you can say Kiddush on bread. So someone who say bread is secondary to wine, so it's like included. If not for this external trigger, you would not be saying Kiddush. That's how I understand it. So again, so wine causes you to say Kiddush, therefore you say the broch on the wine and then on the Kiddush. And then uh, on the day, it says Dovar Acher, another explanation. The brocha on wine is said more frequently than the brocha on Shabbos, on the day, than the actual Kiddush. And we have a principle whatever is more frequent, you say that brocha first. And just on this point, again, you have to come back to the point I mentioned there's a difference between. Todir and Motsui, frequent and common. You say Borei Pri Hagofen commonly. You can say it every night of the week. You can say it at every meal. However, at, as, a, as a set time, it's only once a week on, and on Shabbos and Yom. Sorry, um, Kiddush, one is very common, but it's also more frequent because of the mitzvahs that you're obligated to say it. You say it every week on, for Kiddush, Borei Pri Hagofen. You say Borei Pri Hagofen. On Yom Tev, you say Borei Priyagofen for certain mitzvahs, Mila, wedding, etc. So that gives it a feel, so that makes it more Todir than Kiddush, which you're only saying on Friday nights and Yom Tev nights. Okay, now we want to tie that back in with Amachlo. So we have this Machlo, it's Beishamah and Beishilal. Beishamah say you say Borei Priyagofen and then the Kiddush, and Beishilal say you say Kiddush and then Borei Priyagofen. And the main difference between them, or at least one of the differences between them, was do you go by this principle of Tari Vashayin or Tari Tari Koidem? Beishamah were not concerned about it, and Beishilal were concerned about it. So now we're going to tie that in. Before we read it inside, let's just tie it in ourselves. So Rav comes along and says, you say the Brach on the Sukkah and then Shechiyan, he obviously follows by Shammai. We're not concerned about Tadir V'Sha'in or Tadir. Whereas Rabbi Barbar Khanu, who says that you first say Zman Shechianu and then you say Leisha Basuka, and he gave the reason because of Tadir. Uh, you say Shechianu more frequently. So he must be like Beis Hillel that holds for this principle here that you say the Brocha more frequently. It says, Seems like Rav follows. Beis Shammai, and Rabbi Babar Chana follows Beis Hillel, as we've just explained. Says, no, Omar Rav Rav says, no, I can fit in with Beis Hillel. Says, says, no, the main reason that Beis Hillel said you say the Brocha Borepria Gofen before, what was the main reason you say the Brocha Borepria Gofen before? Because it's the one that triggers the meal. Todir was a second reason, but really also a secondary reason. 
אבל הכי אילת זמן מילו אמרין אין סוכה. But here, even if there wasn't זמן, would you not say the ברוך אין סוכה? I lay shei בסוכה and זמן are independent. The one and kiddish are tied together. So if, and it's the one that triggers the kiddish, so that's why Beis Hillel say the ברוך on the one first. But here the discussion is, שהחיינו אין לי שי בסוכה. Even if you're not saying שהחיינו, you still can say the ברוך on the סוכה. So, they, so they're independent, and therefore, the obligation of the day is more important. That is Rav's. Rav says, I can actually even fit in with Again, what was the reason that Beishamai said you say Kiddush before Boreh Because it's the day, it's because it's Shabbos that you bring out the one to say Kiddush. So you say the Brocha on Kiddush, and then but over here, even if you didn't have a sukkah, you were traveling, you were Oisek, for whatever reason, you weren't sitting in a sukkah, you would still say Sheikh Yanu. So we see that, so you can't tell me that it's the sukkah that's causing the Sheikh Yanu. The Sheikh Yanu is independent of the sukkah. So therefore, you can say, Beishamai will agree in this case, you can say Zman first. So again, so the Machloikes is not the same Machloikes as Beisham and Beisilil. Again, Rav was the one who said that you say first Leishay Basuka and then Sheikh Yanu. And Rabbi Abraham said the other way around. You first say Sheikh Yanu and then Sukkah. So now we're going to try prove it from Al Mishnah. It says, Tnan, we learned in Al Mishnah, Ba'atzeres, Oymelo Helech, Matzah Helech, Chomet. On Shvuas, when you're splitting the bread offerings, the Menachas amongst the Kohanim, you first distribute the Matzah, the Lechem upon him. And then you distribute the chomets. the chomets ikar But here, the chomets is special to Shvuas. It's a much more significant korban because it's a korban that was done on that day, and it's more and it's special. It's the shtalechem of Shvuas, and the matzah, the lechem upon him, is tofel. It's avoid has already been done, so it's secondary. Ukatani, and we still see heilech matzah, heilech chomets, and we still see it says you divide the lechem upon him first. And then the Shtar Lechem. What do we see? Why would you? If the Shtar Lechem is a more significant Korban, why would you, div- which comes on, which is only on Shvuas, why would you divide the Lechem upon him, which is every week? First, because Tori Vashayna, Tori Tori Koidem. So our Mishnah, which says, Heilech Matzah, the Heilech Chomet, first divide the Lechem upon him, and then divide the Shtar Lechem, Tufta the Rav is a rejection of Rav. So, Omar Lachor Rav, Rav says Tanahi, that's actually a Machloikes Tanahim, the Tanya, as we learned to the Brisa, Heilech Matzah, Heilech Chomets. Okay, the first opinion is like Al Mishnah, that you first divide the Tajir one, the Lechem upon him, and then you divide the Shtei Lechem. Aval, Abba Shol, Omar Abba Shol says, Heilech Matzah, Heilech Matzah, Heilech Chomets, Heilech Matzah, no, you first divide the Shtei Lechem, and then the Lechem upon him. And Torah Shal Nachman bar Rav Chizda loy kedivrei Rav to Amar Sukkah va'achak Achman Elozman va'achak Sukkah Rav Nachman the son of Rav Chizda did not learn like Rav that you first say Sukkah and then Zman rather Zman and then Sukkah. But Rav Sheshes braid Rav Idi Amar Rav Sheshes son of Rav Idi said Sukkah va'achak Achman no you do first say the brach on Sukkah and then Zman the Hilchas and the Halacha is Sukkah va'achak Achman you first say Sukkah and then you say Zman. 
So, so, so that's so who we pasken in like. So on first night sukkahs, you're going to have a choice when you come to the end of Kiddush. Do you say Leisheba Sukkah first or do you say Sheikh Yanu first? We have seen very clearly it is a Machloikes Amoraim, Rav and Rabbah Babar Chana. And Al Gomorrah concludes the Hilchas Sukkah of You first, like Rav, you first do the Brocha on a Sukkah and then the Brocha and then. Um, and then Sheikh Yanu. Um, Tosfos ask. Yeah. Um, Tosfos ask, but what about, but um, didn't our Mishnah imply that you first do Tadir? Like, that was our whole question on Rav, where we tried to refute Rav, was our Mishnah, our Stam Mishnah, seemed to say you do what was more common first. Sorry, you do. Yeah, what is more common first? So you should do Sheikh Yano before that. So Tosas answer very interestingly. He says no, because that was all based on the assumption that you should be doing the Shtalechem first because they more important because their voida is on that day. Maybe Lechem upon him are equally as important. Um, and therefore you can't learn from there. And that's so that's one point to keep in mind. Um why how we end up, why we paskining like Rav, but at the end of the day we do paskin like Rav, and that's what everyone does first night Yomtov. Second night Yomtov is a big discussion. It's a big, big discussion on second night Yomtov. Do you do Sheikh Yanu first or Zman first? Again, on first night we say very clearly you do um Sheikh you do Leishai Basuka and then Sheikh Yanu. What about second art Yom Tov? Do you have the Siddur there, Ronen? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, so you can let uh, you can yeah. tell us what Ask will tell us, but it, it actually depends on Minag. So it's a Machlokes Rishonim. It's a big discussion. I'm not going to go into the proofs or the discussion now, but some say no on second art. You sw- some say no, you keep the second art the same as the first art. So you say Sukkah and then Sheikh Yanu. And others say no, you switch it around. You say Sheikh Yanu. And then sukkah. Um, but like I said, it, it, it depends on minag. So you would follow uh, follow your minag. I forget every year what the minag is. And I ask my father and I have a feeling he says the same thing to me. Um, and our, our family generally follows Rav Henkin. So I'll have to check, uh, I'll have to check what, what that is, what our minag is. What does... I'm sorry, I'm looking. I can't, I, I can't find it here. It's got one of my kids in Rimiya, so I can't... Uh, I can't find Kiddush, but I think, I think if I remember correctly, it's, it's, it's exactly as you say, it's a some state. Yeah. Some states switch forward around, yeah. if I remember correctly. I'm trying to remember, yeah, I'm trying to remember clearly what we do or which ones, which one they come out as preferable. But I think, but as, but I, you know, I know that it's a machlok as we shown him and it depends on your minag, your personal minag. So if you hear someone else who does it the other way around, it doesn't mean that what you've been doing is wrong. They're two valid approaches. Okay, so let's go on. Let's finish the last point of this. It says, Mishmah Shezmano Kovua, etc. Vashar Kobonos Atzibur. The Mishnah had a few... At, at the end of the Mishnah, we, again, we were discussing what parts do the Kohanim share, all 24 Mishmaras, and what parts belong to the Mishmar of that week that Yom Tov falls out in. And we added, we had these two extra points. The one extra point was... Um, 
v'shar kabbonasibur and other communal offerings, and also umakrives akol, and they offer everything. So, what are those two phrases coming to include? So, v'shar kabbonasibur says latu yemai. What's that coming to include? It's coming to include a par helem davo shel tzibur and the goat for avoda zora. What's a par helem davo? Remember, if Sanhedrin make a mistake, issue a mistaken ruling, and everyone follows it, and it turns out that actually you would should be chayav kores or achatos because you did it by mistake, then but it was all based on Sanhedrin. You bring a par helem davo. If it was regarding avoda zora. Turns out that everyone served Avodah Zorah based on an erroneous ruling of the Sanhedrin. Then they bring the Seir. Which group gets to do that? It seems, I think the Chirush is, even if it's to do with Hilchus Yom Tov or the Halach of that festival, it would be this, the group, the Mishmar, whose week it is. Not all 24 because it's Yom Tov. Behu and this Mishmar does everything. Says Latuya Ma, what's that coming to include? Latuya Ketsa Mizbech to include the dessert for the Mizbech. What's the dessert of the Mizbech? So, any time that they didn't have Korbanos to bring on the Mizbech, they were certain they had allotted Oilos, etc., that they would continue to burn on the Mizbech. So, those Oilos that they would be burning on the Mizbech, just almost to, because it's degrading to leave the Mizbech idle, they would offer up. Um, Ketzam Mizbech, and it belonged, the, the hides of those Ketzam Mizbech belonged to the Kohanim of that Mishmar. Okay, let's go on to the last mission of the Mesechta. Yom Tov HaSamuch L'Shabbos, Bein Milfonel, Bein La'achareho. Yom Tov, that falls out next to Shabbos, whether before or after it. We'll see in the Gemara what's before, which, is it Yom Tov before Shabbos, or Shabbos before Yom Tov? It says, Kol HaMishmaros Shabbos Bechiluk Lechem Aponim, all the Mishmaras divide the Lechem upon him equally. The reason is because, remember, all 24 Mishmaras have to be there for Yom Tov. If it's Shabbos going into Yom Tov or Yom Tov going into Shabbos, then, then the Kohanim, all 24 groups have to be there. They can't travel. Okay? Um, they have to travel. So, so, so therefore, they can't travel on Shabbos to get there. Or they can't travel on Yom Tov to get home for Shabbos. So they divide the Lechem upon him. If there's a break between them, if Yom Tov is on Thursday or Sunday, so now the uh, sorry Thursday or Monday, so there's it goes Thursday, Friday, Yom, uh, Yom Tov, Friday, Shabbos, or Shabbos, Sunday, Yom Tov. So there's only one day between them. The Mishmar who's supposed to be there takes one. And the Mishmar who 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 were misakev, who delayed there, they take two. I'll come back to this point shortly. But again, because not everyone, if the only time you have to travel is on Friday or Sunday... Before Yom Tov or before Shabbos, not every, not all the Kohanim are going to be able to get back home. Some of them will have to wait there. Then it says, hashona, and on regular Shabbos, sheish, the Kohanim coming in. Remember, when would the, the Mishmas would change on Shabbos? The the Mishmar going out would leave on Shabbos, and the new Mishmar would come in on Shabbos. So the Mishmar who was leaving would take six, and the Mishmar who was just arriving would get six. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Hanichnas noitel sheva, vayotze noitel chamish. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, the one coming in takes seven, and the one leaving takes five. 
Hanichnas Cholkin Betzafon Vayoytzim Betoron. Those who are coming in to do the temple service, the new Mishmar, they they divide the lechem upon him that they get in the north, and those leaving Vayoytzim Betoron in the south. The north is more kadosh. Remember, all the highest. The higher Kedusha sacrifices are all shechted in the north, etc. The north is more Kadosh. So we give the group that are coming in to dedicate their week to serve Hashem um, the right to in the north because that's more Kadosh. They're dedicating their week to serve Hashem. Whereas those they leave in the base of Mikdash, they divide in the south. Bilga la'olam cholekes bedorom. Bilga. What, this is one of this is the fifteenth Mishmar whose name was Bilga. We'll see in the Gemara the story about them. They always divide in the south. Their ring was fixed in the ground. Each of the twenty-four groups had a ring where they would offer their korbanos. They would basically there there was movable rings in the temple fixed in the temple floor that they would put the animals next in and then clip the ring over, turn the ring over so the animal would be held in place to do the shechita. Bilga's always had to borrow from another Kohen because theirs was cemented in place and their, their locker was also sealed. And we'll see why they were punished. But just two points I want to focus on. So we said, on a regular Shabbos, according to the Chachomim, they divide the, those going in and those leaving, each get six of the twelve Lechem upon him. On uh, Rabbi Yudah says, no, seven and five. Okay, we'll see why Rabbi Yudah says as he does. Um, a second point, we then took it to the next level and we sorry, we then said on a day, if Shabbos and Yom Tov are right next to each other, then all the Mishmaros divide them equally. It doesn't go six to the in to the old Mishmar and six to the new Mishmar. It's all twelve are divided amongst all twenty-four Mishmaros, all the Kohanimu are there. And we says, however, what happens if there was one day between? If it was Shabbos, Sunday, and then Yom Tov. Or Yom Tov? Friday and then Shabbos. We said those who are there, the regular group gets 10. And those who delay, the Kohanim who felt they couldn't get home in time, they get 2. So Rashi explains, what does that mean? The old Mishmar and the new Mishmar take 10 and split them, 5-5. Five, five. And... The remaining, the Kohanim who didn't return home because they felt it was too short a time to travel, they get two to split amongst themselves. And it makes sense because they're probably not going to be as many Kohanim who didn't push to make it home for Shabbos or didn't push to make it home for Yom Tov. The Rambam learns very differently. He says, Hamis Akov means those who delay. He says, oftentimes, if, if you think about it, if you're going to rock up in the Beis Hamikdash on, for Shabbos, for your Mishmar. And then it's Yom Tov on Monday. Which means that most of the Korbanos etc. are going to be split amongst all the Kohanim. The Kohanim of that Mishmar who lose a lot of their week because it's Yom Tov. They are not going to bother to come. They're going to be Misakev. They're going to mess around and not come. He says that's what it means. And those therefore the incoming group only gets two. Because so few would come. Whereas the leaving would get 10. If understood, that's how the Rambam learns. Okay, let's go on to the Gemara. We said if Yom Tov is, if, is, if Yom Tov is next to Shabbos, whether before or after Shabbos. So it says, Maybe you'll say that it's first day Yom Tov is before Shabbos. I first night Sukkot is on Thursday night. And then it's going to be Friday. On We've already discussed this because that's the Shabbos that's within the festival. If it goes Yom Tov 
on Friday and Shabbos is Shabbos, or it goes Shabbos and then Yom Tov on Sunday, well, that's the Shabbos that's in the festival. So we don't need it. We've already discussed that. So he says, Yom Tov Achron, Yom Tov Rishon. Rather, you have to say, before it is Yom Tov Achron, and after it is Yom Tov Rishon. Um, so, might, so, so what are we saying? If it's Yom Tov ends on, excuse me, Yom Tov ends on Friday. Shmini Atzeres ends on Friday and then it's going into Shabbos because that's a Shabbos that's not in the festival. So that's not really, shouldn't be divided amongst all the Kohanim. Or if Yom Tov starts on Sunday, again, that Shabbos is not part of Yom Tov. So why are they splitting the Lechem upon him? So my timer, what's the reason? Since they have to come early or they have to stay late. The rabbis instituted this so that they could eat together. Okay, let's go over the page, Chalyom, etc. It says, According to Rabbi Yehuda, who says, the new group coming in gets seven loaves, and the group leaving only gets five loaves, why do they get two extra? According to Rabbi Yehuda. So, Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, Bizchar HaGofas it's their payment for closing the doors. Aye. The first group, when they come in on Shabbos morning, they have to open the doors to the Beis HaMingdash. And you kind of expect that they started the mitzvah opening the doors, they must finish it. And therefore, the second group who's coming in, who's starting their temple service and is going to have to close the doors later that afternoon, it's kind of like they're doing the work of the first group, so they get paid for that. Oh, the layman, then the Gemara asks an obvious question. It says, if you think about it, it all works out. If this week you're going to get seven and the other group's going to get five, and next week you're going to get five, why don't you just take six each week? What's the point of getting seven this week and five next week? So he says, yeah, the name lay dal bedal. Why don't you remove one for one? So this week you'll get six and next week you'll get... Uh, sorry, this Shabbos you'll get six because you're starting your temple service and next Shabbos you'll get... Six when you leave your temple service instead of saying I'll get seven when I start and six when I, and five when I leave. So Omar Abai Abai says, Butsina Tava Mikora. A small gourd in your hand is better than a large gourd that's um, later. I, whether it's psychological or whether it's, tot- it's in, re- in reality, you much rather take something slightly less now than wait. Then, then uh, you'd you'd much rather take less now, or you'd much, sorry, much you'd much rather take more now, even though you're probably going to get less later, because you always you never know what will happen, what's going to happen in the future, what will I worry about? So that's why you rather take what you can get now, and therefore the kohanim, if they could, they would take seven and all, all um, not any less. Um, just one thing I was thinking, a musar idea from this. What do we see? And also we saw that the group, we're going to see it more now, but the group, the group coming in would divide in the north. And the group leaving would divide in the south. Because the north is more Kodosh and the south is less. Now you might think, this group, this Mishmar that is leaving the Beis HaMikdash, maybe they're more holy. They spent the whole week dedicated to Hashem. Whereas, who knows what this first group has been doing up until they, the, the, the new group is doing up until they come in. So I think that's a beautiful, I was thinking, a beautiful idea is that no, we see that what Hashem wants from us, He wants our dedication, He wants our commitment going forward. It's not about who you are now, what have you achieved now, it's where you headed, 
What are your plans? What are you thinking about coming up to the future? I think that's, a, that's an important lesson. And someone who has achieved greatness, a, 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 a group of, a mishmar of Kohanim who have served de- dedicatedly and with righteousness and correctness in the, in the, in the base Amigdash the whole week, that's a wonderful achievement. But since they're stopping that dedication, they now lose a whole lot of their Kedusha. It's not like they've built a mountain for themselves and now they rest on that mountain. No, by the fact that they're going into the rest to their regular year or till, the, till 24 weeks time and they get another chance to serve, they're not, I don't want to say they've lost it, but they don't have that same level of Kedusha as this group who's dedicating the coming. They haven't done anything yet, but they're dedicating their coming week. They're committing to serving Hashem, to working harder. They, they are the group with the Kedusha. They are the group that gets to eat. And, and according to Rabbi Huda, they get more. And they get to eat in the temple courtyard in the north as opposed to the south. So I think that's, I, th- I thought that was a nice Musa idea that we can take from this sugya. Let's carry on. Let's finish up the Masechta. Rabbi Huda says they split Musaf as well. I just as they the two groups, the one leaving and the one coming in, split the lechem upon him, so too the groups for Musa split. It says but they challenge us. It says Mishmar, I go to say Tomichil Musafim. The Mishmar that's leaving on that Shabbos, they do the morning offering and the Musaf. Mishmar Nichnas Uvazikin. And the new Mishmar, they do the afternoon Tomid, what we would call the Minch offering, the, the afternoon Tomid. And the bazikin from the lechem upon him. The ilu musufim cholokin loktani, and it doesn't say that they split the musaf. He says, "No, hi tana bechaluk aloy kamari." This tana is not. This tana is not discussing dividing it. So Omar, Omar Rava v'ha tana devei Shmuel. Yeah. So, so he says, This Tan is not discussing whether you split the Lechem upon him or split the Musaf, etc. Oh, what about the following price of Neshmul, which is speaking about Chalukah? And it does not teach that they split the Musaf. The two Mishmaros split the Musaf. The Tan of Shmuel, as we learned in the price of the Yeshiva Shmuel, the Mishmar that is leaving does the morning and the Musaf. Mishmar Hanichnas, the new Mishmar, does the afternoon and the Bazikin, the afternoon Tomid and the Bazikin. Four Kohanim would go in, two from the one Mishmar and two from the second Mishmar. And they would split the Lechem upon him. And it doesn't say that they split the Musaf. We see this is a rejection of Rav Yehuda. So again, Rav Yehuda wanted to say just as the two groups, the two Mishmar, again on Shabbos you have the Mishmar who's leaving and the Mishmar who's coming in for the coming week. According to... Um, so, uh, uh, 
Yeah. So, 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 so we know they split the lechem upon him. Rav Yehuda wanted to say that they also split the Musaf Korban, but we see very clearly when the Bryce is discussing splitting the Lechem upon him, it does not mention splitting the Musaf, so it must be that they don't, and it's a Tiyufta of Rav Yehuda. The reason that those would split in the north and those, the new ones would eat in the would divide in the north and the old group would divide in the south is so that you can see which ones are entering and which ones will be leaving. And I couldn't work out what's the advantage of seeing which ones will be entering and which ones will be leaving. Not sure, like, why do you need to see? Unless it's just so that they don't mix up. Because remember, each got either six or each got either seven and five. So maybe you don't want to mix that up. But I'm not sure why we need to see which group is leaving and which group is enter is entering. Okay, then we go on to the last point. Bilga la'olam cholkim b'torah torah bonon. We learned to the brayse ma'aseh b'miriam bas bilga she'imira datov v'halchov v'nasays l'sadatiot echod mimalcha yavonim. Miriam bas bilga. Miriam, the daughter. I think her father's name was Bilga, but she was also from the Mishmar called Bilga, who became an apostate. She left Judaism and she went and she married a, um, an officer from the king of the Greeks. We know by the Hanukkah story by Matis Yahu, Kohen Godel, when the Greeks entered into the Beis Amigdash, she kicked the Beis Amigdash with her shoe, the Mizbeach with her shoe, and she said, Lukos, Lukos, and Mosiah told Machlon, Mamon, Shalishal, how long are you going to continue to consume the property of Bnei Yisrael and when they need you you're not there for them I look the Greeks are defeating the Jews Mizbeach Mizbeach they wolf wolf they offer you eating all these korbonos all day long and you're not even going to protect them it says when the Chachomim heard what she said they fixed their ring I remember the Shechita ring we learned about and they blocked up their locker some say, no, it wasn't that. It was that they always came late. They were supposed to come on Shabbos of their week and they always delayed. And Yeshoivev, the, that's the 14th group, used to have to always come early. Sorry, Yeshoivev, the 14th group, used to have to stay late because Bilga, the 15th group, took a long time to come. They didn't really come from uh, timelessly to the base Amigdash. Now, and even though we generally say the neighbors of Rishoim should not gain, the neighbors, the group next to Bilga did gain. Because Bilga always divide in the south, so Yeshoveh do get to split in the north. I Generally, we say, we know we're going to see it a bit soon. Yeah, let, let's finish and then we'll re explain a few points. So, we've had two reasons why were Bilka punished. And why were they, why was their ring cemented it? Why was their locker closed up? And why did they always divide the Lechem upon him in the south, even when they were the coming in group? The first one was because of this story with Miriam Bas Bilga, who became an apostate and degraded the Mizbeach degraded the avoider. And the second reason was no, 
it was because they were always run, they always came late to serve in the base of Middash. According to the opinion that says it was because they always came late, well that makes sense why you punish the whole Mishmar. As a fam- as a group, they came late to serve in the base of Mikdash. As a group, they get punished. But according to the opinion that it was Miriam, because of Miriam Basbilga who became apostate, what? Because of one girl, you're going to you're going to punish the whole family, the whole Mishmar. So Moses says, "Yeah, Amr Abaye in the Amri Inchi." Yes, based on the following um, saying. What you hear a child saying in the marketplace is what it hears from its father or its mother. Um, very interesting. And we, you see this. Children often repeat phrases or ideas that they hear from their parents. So the way you hear a child speak could, is a reflection of their parents. The child's not going to come. She's, um, so when Chazal realized that she spoke so disparagingly about the Beis Amigdash, they were able to tell that she had obviously grown up in a home where they spoke disparagingly about the Beis Hamikdash. Um, I wonder if it applies nowadays that children are spend so much time uh, out of home and so much time watching uh, watching TV and stuff. Do we still say what they hear is what they hear from their mother or father? But um, but I do think you do definitely notice k- uh, children often have uh, phrases and ideas that they repeat from their parents. Okay, but either way, so that's why they punish the oh mishum avuah ve'aimer kansinu lekulam mishmar. Oh, because of the father and mother, you're going to penalize the whole mishmar. It was this daughter. So granted, she learned to speak degradingly about the mizbeach from her parents' house, but why punish the whole mishmar? She says no. Om Rabbi, oil rosha, oil shchena. We have a principle: woe to a rosha, woe to its woe to its neighbor. I, if you, yeah, let's finish. Toiv letzadik, toiv letzchenaim. Good to a tzaddik and good to its neighbor. Shneimar is the pasuk says, "Imru tzaddik ki toiv ki prima lehem yochelu." Say to the tzaddik, "It is good because the fruit, the fruit of their labor, yochelu, they will eat." I not just the tzaddik; those around him will also benefit from the fruit of the tzaddik. So let's just go back and um, bring out a few points. One is, we see this concept of oil rosh oil shchena. If a person, to a degree, a person will be held accountable, but by staying next to a Rosha. Again, it's hard to say it by the Mishmar because I don't think Yeshovev chose to be the Mishmar just before um, just before uh, Bilga. But at the end of the day, we would have thought to say woe to a Rosha, woe to its neighbor. And say that Bilga has to, that Yeshovev should have lost out because of Bilga losing out, but actually the Bilga because they were Rishoyim, but they actually gained because they always got to divide, eat their lechem upon him in the north. Because even when they were leaving and Bilga were coming in, Bilga were penalized that they had to do it in the south. So Yeshovev automatically got to do it in the north. I mean, interesting enough, we also see that to it, the Torah seems to hold you a little bit accountable for those. If I don't know if it's for those around you or for those you let yourself be around. This family were not such a good family, and the whole of Bilka um, got struck. Um, got struck by it. I guess it could be almost physically if there's a disease, it spreads. Again, you could be a perfectly good, upright, healthy person, 
But if there's a disease nearby, it will spread. And chas v'shalom, it can spread to you. So, oila rasha, oila shchena. But so too, on the flip side, we find tov l'tzadik, tov l'shchena. It is good for a tzadik and its neighbors will also benefit. If there's a, if, uh, there's a lot of good going on in one house and a lot of uh, mitzvahs and stuff, etc., those nearby, its neighbors will also benefit. Hadron Allah Khalil, the Slikalon Masechesuka, Hadron Allah Khalil, the Slikalon Masechesuka, Hadron Allah Khalil, the Slikalon Masechesuka. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov.